Hello, and welcome to The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. My name is Patrick Arias, and this is episode number one, seven, eight. That is 178. Andres, the Cavalier King, joins me tonight. My um, co-host, the one and only, the crowd favorite. How's it going, Andres? How's it going tonight? I'm good, man. It's, it's Wednesday. I mean, we, we didn't do the show yesterday, but for good reason. Uh, my, our Triple B, as I call him now, he's my, that's the new nickname I'm giving him. Uh, long uh, fan of the show, Brian, invited me to the LAFC semifinals, uh, Cuff. sorry, quarterfinals, uh, not semis. They are in the semis now uh, against Vancouver. Great seats. We're two rows from the from the pitch, which was nice. Vela had two goals, a penalty kick and another stunner. But they ended up winning 3 nothing. Not that it mattered because they were moving on regardless, but uh, always good to see a, a live sporting event. I did post uh, with the shitty upside-down da- upside uh, thing. I didn't realize it, but I wanted to get the whole thing. I wanted the right angle. Uh, I got everything. Uh, it just didn't. I got to flip the camera around. But either way, it was good. You complain sometimes, Pat, that I don't post when I'm at sporting events. I post it, but you know you have to look it upside down. But either way, it was fun. Um, but I'm excited, Pat. How how are you today? How was going on with you? I, we didn't do a show yesterday. I'm sure you missed this tremendously. Uh, but are you are you excited for tonight? Yeah, I know. I'm I'm great. I mean, this is the thing about last night. I was watching the Laker game. Congratulations to the Lakers. Um, they secured that seven seed um, beating. Um, who do they? I forgot who they beat last night. Um, what do you mean? I'm having a, a I'm having a brain fart. Oh boy, are you kidding me? You don't remember at all? I'm having a brain fart. Who do they play last night? They played against. Who did they play oh, against? Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota <laughs> oh my God. I don't know how I forgot that. But last night I was watching Minnesota Timberwolves with the lovely Diana. Um, we were watching the Lakers advance, and you were at the LAFC game. And don't worry about posting a sideways video because, number one, all the people that follow us are capable, fully functioning. Well, it's debatable if they're fully functioning, but all the people that follow us are capable of understanding what was going on. And um, yeah, I do complain when you go to a hockey game or a basketball game, bat- soccer, any professional sporting event. This is a sports podcast. What you put up was perfect. Just a little something, right? Just a little something yeah. to let people know that we're dedicated and we are dedicated to covering all the best sporting events taking place. From Wednesday you know, to Sunday. You know what's funny is we should post up the photo that I sent you yesterday of uh, meeting the player yesterday. Even though you didn't know who he was, uh, clearly I know you're not a true LAFC fan. Um, and it's funny, I sent it to uh, to your cousin Michael. I wanted to see it. He said, what? Sick, yo. And he gave me a little you know, uh, fingers up. So it was really cool to, to uh, hang out with... Uh, Sanchez last night after the game. How did you so, uh, how did you finesse a photo with a professional footballer? Well, it's because so the way that the the, the stadium's designed, um, we sat you know was fortunate enough to sit in the in the field club level, 
So that entrance is, or that area is where the players come in, come in and out of the locker room. So we got to see them coming in out of the out of the locker room and then going down the pitch. So we waited. We were in no rush because uh, for those who are unaware that sitting in the field club section, it's all you can eat, all you can drink. So we were in no rush to, to leave the stadium. Uh, <laughs> we we had we had to sober up a little bit, and the players are coming in and out, and we end up seeing. Couple players, uh, you know, not the stars, right? Not like a Vela, not like they they had a secret uh, backdoor exit because mm-hmm. I don't think they want to be bugged. Um, but we, that's what ended up happening. And uh, Brian was like, "Hey, that's so and so. He's a diehard. Like I don't even know the roster. I just I'm just a big supporter and, and follower." And I'm like, "Who?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know who." He's like, "That's Elio Sanchez." I'm like, "Oh." I go, "Yeah, oh shit." I was like, "Yeah, you're right." So he gave this like weird little pose. He's a Spaniard. I'm like, "Ah, oh, great. I got to take a picture with a Spaniard." But, hey, <laughs> I take a picture with a champion, so that's all that matters. And speaking about Spaniard champions, Pat, uh, my hero is John Rom. Even though I don't like him, and we and who called that? Who made that poll prediction last week? None other than your cousin Greens uh, called John Rom to win it all. Uh, he had a terrible start to start the Masters. He four-putted. He had a four-putt to start, and then he ended up going, being down two strokes from the leader, uh, Brooks Kepka, uh, going into the final round on, on Sunday, and then just dominated. The, he, I mean, Ron was just on fire, couldn't miss, was hitting everything perfectly. Um you know, it, did, it seemed like he was going to give up the lead at one point, but he just he kept kept on trucking, and uh, he ended up winning his Masters. So congratulations to John Ron, the Spaniard, uh, on winning the green jacket at Augusta National. And the whole weekend, from Thursday all the way to Sunday morning, Brooks Koepka was, uh, Kepka was at the top. Well, yeah, yeah he was he winning, was. right? He was winning, he, and he had a big lead. He had a big lead. Friday, he was shooting. Uh, Saturday, the, that I remember, he, going to the final round, he was already shooting minus twelve. And I'm like, man, it's it's going to be tough. I don't think anybody's going to catch him. And here comes Rom on, on the back on his rear view rear view mirror, just saying, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch him. I'm yeah. gonna, and he ended up catching him and then surpassing him. Uh, you know, and Kepka just just ate dog shit and and choked. So congratulations to your cousin with a big bull prediction. He gets seven points on the round. Um, whenever he comes back, I'm sure we'll have to discuss another golfing event because that seems to be where it's at. And now that I know how good how good he is in the sense of you know being in the golf world, uh, I might have to follow and tell tell his bets and uh, his recommendation on, on winners. So he he follows all sports. He was at the LAFC game on Saturday as um and I mean he he follows all sports, but he's he's only. I'm sure if we asked him to come on and cover other sports, he would, but he's only like expressed interest in, in talking golf. So we have to see the next time we can have him on to talk about golf. Cause that was a great call. Um, cousin Carlos greens Horta. So congratulations to, to him. Congratulations to John Rom. And it's not how you start, right? It's how you finish. And um, you can say the exact same thing for my Los Angeles Lakers. They started off just terrible. I think they started the season off like two and seven or something, or like two and eight. They were they were bad coming out the gate, and um, it wasn't looking good until they pulled off some trades. And now they got a deep roster. I mean, their roster is 
deep all the way up to like the 10th spot. So they have a good roster and they're about to make a good playoff run. Um, like we said, they beat the Timberwolves in overtime last night to secure that series um, against Memphis. But for the first time ever, for the first time ever in NBA, in life, in history, for the first time ever, all four California teams, all four California teams have made the NBA playoffs, the Warriors, the Kings, the Clippers, and the Lakers. So that's a huge accomplishment. Those are my heroes for the show, all four of those teams. Um, and then my last hero is another team. It's April. It's April 12th. And we have completed, well, not the entire MLB, but the Tampa Bay Rays have completed 12 games already to start the season. And they're undefeated on dress. So this is a huge, huge news coming out of the Sunshine State, Florida. And um, I just got to ask you, do you think this is like, what does this mean to you? Like, is this something to consider as a, as a threat to the rest of the American league is, are the Rays the team to beat? I mean, look, it looks good on paper right now, right? They're doing something that potentially if they can win one more game, they're going to tie the best record, which would be 13 to no to start the season. That hasn't happened since 1900. So they're on pace. That's crazy. That's a crazy stat. I know. Uh, I don't know where Jimmy finds these things, but he, he's pulling uh, pulling through for us. The only issue that I have, Pat, and you said stated it earlier, it's not how you start; it's how you finish, right? So it's fine that they start off hot, hot off the gate, right? Twelve and zero, blah 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 blah. What's going to happen? There's 182 games, right, in baseball. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Are they going to Are they going to be Are they going to end up finishing strong and have the number one overall position in the AL? Or are they going to choke down the stretch after the All-Star break, right? Usually you get a true picture around the All-Star break. So I'm happy for the Rays. You know, we, we saw what Rosarena was doing for, for Mexico during the World, World Baseball Classic. We see what he's doing now. Their pitching is phenomenal. I am a little surprised, and I'm sure you are as well, that the Rays are off to a hot start beating teams like the Boston Red Sox, right? Beating all their opponents so far. I don't think anybody's done that. But Arosarena has been on. Or are you fading them? I guess is my question to you. So the the phone cut you off. So you said Arosarena has been what? Oh, just been on on a tear. He mm-hmm. had a three run jack tonight tonight as well. So, um, you know, are you fading them or are you, are you tailing them? Are you following them? I'm. I'm as I think that they're as real as it can as it can get. The um, Tampa Bay Rays, they're as real as it can get. I mean, they have they have a good lineup. They put they put up some runs. Um, they have a good pitching staff. And during the fantasy baseball draft, you know, there were two closers that you could grab for them because they didn't know who they're going to go with to to close yeah. out the games. So that's. In, in, in football, when you have two quarterbacks, that's bad. But in baseball, when you have two people that could potentially close out your, your games, that's that's good because you can use them interchangeably just as long as each pitcher understands their role. You know, yeah. if, if you take the ego out and they're willing to just win, like, where do you need me, Skipper? Like, I'll pitch in the eighth tonight. 
Um, you know, where you need me, I'll close, I'll pitch in the ninth tonight. So the Rays are good. They, I, I definitely think that um, this hot start is going to fizzle out. But at the end of the day, they are in a good position to win the American League East. You know, and, and traditionally, the Rays aren't a team to hit. They, they like to play small ball, right? Mm-hmm. They're not a home run hitting team. But they've already hit 30 home runs already. And they're, they're on pace to hit a lot of home runs. And from what I was reading earlier is that they – have tied where's where is it at where am i at um they lead the league lead the majors right now with 30 home runs joining the 2019 seattle mariners and the 2000 st louis cardinals as the only teams to hit at least 30 homers in their first 12 games <laughs> to start the year it's so, unreal it, it is unreal because it's always a team and I, I i find it interesting that you know they don't leave their pitchers in very long right they love to rotate immediately, and I get it because once uh, the rotation goes around three innings, the batters get familiar with the pitchers, right? So then now people are, are they have their timing down. They're able to hit. They're able to, to produce. Mm-mm, not with the Rays. You're gonna facing a new pitcher. It seems like almost every other inning, right? Yeah. So I think this would also uh, a key factor is the pitch clock, right? Mm-hmm. This might be beneficial for the Rays to have this pitch clock because they're already, once that ball's in their glove, they're already throwing. Like, they're not even wasting time. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like, yeah. that, that's what's happening. So, huge shout-out to the Rays. So, that those are our heroes and headlines for this show. The four NBA teams making the playoffs. Tampa Bay Rays off to a 12-0 start. John Rom with an incredible comeback to win the Masters 2023 over in Augusta, Georgia. Um, now, switching gears to the opposite end, of the spectrum we have the scumbags of the night and um scumbags of the night i have a question well actually let's stick to the race chris mad dog russo everybody knows that he is a huge baseball as they say a seam head and um he always has his show the high heat with chris the mad dog russo and he's he's saying that he doesn't take the race seriously as world series contenders just because of who they've beaten. And though my whole thing about him saying this is that he's to me he's a scumbag because why don't you just give credit where credit is due? You know, if you like baseball, it doesn't matter if teams suck because like it doesn't matter if a team has a history of sucking or if a team has a history of being bad because in April pretty much everybody's healthy. So if the if the if the Cincinnati Reds end the season 60 wins, 120 losses, if the Red Sox end the season 70 wins, 100 um, or you know 90 losses or whatever, like whoever they played, if they end the season with terrible records, I feel like the kind of team that they're playing against now is going to be completely different than the team that ends the season. Like we just finished spring training. Like, don't say that this team sucks. Like, we don't know if the team they beat sucks. Like, I just don't understand Andres the point of of the hate behind that. He's got to he's got to sell. He's got to make headlines. That's how it always is. You know that. Whether or not you agree with him is a whole different story. But he's doing it to get people to to be engaged in the show, right? That's, it's working. That's really, what it is. It's working, right? You're talking about it. Who cares? In my opinion. Is that we still need this? There's a lot of baseball left, 
And you might be right, right? Traditionally, the Rays are a team that does choke down the stretch. How many times did they go to the World Series and choke? You know, at least twice in my in my or in our lifetime. <clears throat> um, again, not how you start, it's how you finish. I don't really know if he's so much. I don't think they suck. Let's get that. Let's get that out of the way. They don't suck. No. When you started season twelve and zero, you don't suck. Yeah. But he but, thinks that they haven't played quality teams, and it's like you don't know that yet. Like you don't know if these teams are quality. Like you just you don't know how it goes. Yeah, Every yeah, year there's know. a team that replaces another team in the playoffs, right? And like we just we don't know how the chain of command is going to play out. But like you're, you're like you're saying, like he does need to write articles. So I do have another question for you: Is this person a hero or a scumbag? So over the weekend, UFC. 287 happened and Israel Adesanya KO'd or yeah right he KO'd Alex Perea. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah, he knocked him out. Big setting time. up setting up the trilogy that we know is going to happen. You heard it here yeah. first on weekend starts on Wednesday. Shortly after Adesanya defeats Perea, he points to the crowd who happened to be Perea's son lays down on his side and acted like he was asleep. And that was in response to Perea's son making fun of Arazanya when Perea, quote unquote, slept him in Brazil. And um, this was actually sent to me by brother-in-law Caesar, and he wanted our opinions about this. Is Arazanya essentially trolled a preteen, right? And the kid was scared. The kid started crying. I don't know if the kid was crying because he saw his dad get his ass beat or if he was crying because he got scared by Arazanya. But... <laughs> Um, Adesanya trolled the, the kid, um, getting him payback. So is he, in your opinion, is Adesanya a hero or a scumbag? He's a hero. <laughs> He's a hero. Come on, man. Look, the fact that this kid, uh, Pereira's uh, kid, did that however many years ago, you can't be doing that. You can't dish something if, you can't, if you're not willing to take it. Okay? And I'm very happy that Adesanya did that. I really am. I'm glad for it, for him to do that because that shows that one, as a fighter, he's never going to forget that moment. And then two, knock your old man out in front of millions of people, right? Because when he did it in Brazil, it wasn't televised, right? It was a it was a kickboxing event, so it wasn't like a UFC thing. So Adesanya got him again, like and it just made a point. So I'm all for Adesanya doing all of this. I think it's great, and I'm glad that that kid cried. Good, yeah, you do cry. Now you're going to be having that nightmare in your head every time you go to bed so shame on you kid don't be doing shit that you can't take later on in life just i'm just that's my only two cents about this instant well not instant but karma karma came back around absolutely <laughs> let me guess you think Einstein is, is, is a scumbag no i love it i love it yeah, like, okay, good. like you okay so you are raised around ufc like you know you you're you're gonna like you know you know and even Perea came out and said was like oh well i don't it doesn't bother me that he did that kind of in so many words he didn't care either because you know it's all i guess at this point you know um just Perea has to figure out how they're gonna approach the the, the third match there, there has to be a trilogy so uh, well, there, are, there is going to be and i'll tell you one thing if they do it when they when they schedule it because we know it's gonna happen it's, it's a matter of time and when i think adesanya destroys him i think i think it's going to be a victory again because he figured out perea uh 
he has a weak chin, in my opinion. And he, I'm surprised they even lasted that sec uh, going into the second round because if there was another 10 more seconds in the first round, it's over. He got him clean and he got saved by the bell, to be honest with you. So I think Adesanya has, has, has come back around. He's he shaked out all the cobwebs. And I, when it happens, I think it's good night again, uh, Perea. And I, I worry about his kids because I'm sure Adesanya is going to bring out two pillows for both of their kids. So, we'll <laughs> out, you know what I mean? so who is your scumbag of the night? My scumbag of the night. And you'll probably disagree with me, but it has to be the Pittsburgh Penguins. They ended their 16-year playoff streak. They are not going to the playoffs. First time... <laughs> Uh, since Crosby, the legendary Crosby, the, the future Hall of Famer, rookie year. And I'm very disappointed because I've always liked the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're a great organization to follow. Traditionally, they're a great team. They've won many championships. I'm just disappointed that Sid the Kid couldn't get their team to the playoffs this year. And it's very disappointing. So they're my scumbag. I wish we could still see Sid the Kid uh, in the playoffs throughout his whole career or whatever, however many years are left. He's been in the league for 16 years. I don't know how many more years he's going to be you know, in the league. Uh, maybe another two, maybe another three. But his time is running out, and I'm just disappointed that I won't get to see the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Rowdy fans in the playoffs this year. They're, their streak ended tonight against the Islanders, so they're my scumbags uh, for letting that streak end. <laughs> I know it's crazy, but that's just my two cents. That's what I feel. That's how I feel. I'm not going to see the Pittsburgh Penguins. We're not going to see Sid the Kid. Uh, in playoff form. So, Sid the Kid has made the playoffs 16 years straight. Yep. And you're calling him a scumbag because he's missing it this year. Yep. <laughs> Should never happen. Should never happen. You should be dominant. For 16 years, you've been dominant. Now, all of a sudden, he's like, oh, just kidding. But doesn't he, already, doesn't he have three Stanley Cup? Yeah. Titles? Yeah, but continue making the playoffs. I mean, bro, that's a. I mean, what about everybody else? What about everybody else? I'm talking about the kid. I'm talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm not talking about anybody else. I'm talking about specifically. I know. So you can say that the Penguins are your scumbags and not mention Sid the Kid failing you. He's the face of the franchise. He's your, he's your MVP. You know, he's like, uh, I don't know. Uh, Ovechkin for the cap. How bad? Know? How bad was their season? Was it bad or was it close to making the no, playoffs? No, I mean they they were close. They were it was they were off by one game. Oh it, man! Like it's a heartbreaking, but it still doesn't matter. Like it shouldn't matter. I mean they were better in my eyes than the Florida Panthers, and the, and they lost the island. They lost to the Islanders, and the Tampa Bay Lightning are, aren't having a great year. There's no reason why they couldn't be that number eight or number seven spot. Uh, but that's just me. No, I mean, hey, that's it's you know, scumbags are art. It's open to interpretation. Um, if, if you think that them not making the playoffs one final year, the seventeenth year is scumbag material. I mean, it's a huge letdown. I mean, I'm sure that the uh, the city of Pittsburgh is is extremely um, disappointed. And um, I've had I've had conversations with Pittsburgh um, Pittsburgh fans, and um, you know, usually the the Penguins take them take them into late May for their sports entertainment. And then at that point, hopefully the pirates are still relevant. And then they just got to wait until uh, 
they had to wait until September for football, you know. So this year it's going to be um, all eyes are going to be on on the Pittsburgh uh, Pirates, you know. So, and by the way, they lost their their player, um, their star player O'Neill. Is it O'Neill Cruz or Cruz O'Neill? Yeah, the kid, the, the shortstop. Yeah, and at, while we're on scumbag talk, is is that a scumbag move? What the catcher did by by blocking the plate like that and making it, um, you know, because essentially what the catcher did cost him to cruise to break his ankle, and now he's he's gone, he's out. So, it, it, you know, the player was also saying like the the catcher was saying, oh, well, that's baseball, you know, that's baseball. It is what it is, but it's, go ahead. It's baseball. I mean, look, I think, I think, uh, MLB rules are pussified now that where you can't have collisions, it's more player protected. When you look at the days of P Rose ending the catcher's career in an all-star game or, you know, just, there's no more collisions in the plate. It's just a pussification of, of the MLB. I have no issues with it. It's a bang, bang play. What are you supposed to do? You're not supposed to. I mean, as a catcher, not supposed to do his job and, and protect the plate and and not allow uh, allow a run in. Come on, Pat. At yeah. one point, I mean, you want to do that, then just I don't know, fucking make it a softball league. <laughs> well, he he's out four months. He's out four months with the broken he's ankle. Not out for the season. He's not out for the season. Well, it is an ending though for the Pittsburgh Pirates season because we all know how terrible they are and they have nothing else to be you know happy about that's one of that's like their main cash cow over there in the steel city so the in terms of the the catcher being a scumbag um after the you know after the game he um zavala was uh, interviewed and they said were you aware that he broke his ankle and he's going to be out and zavala was like no I, I didn't know that but that's baseball instead of saying like oh wow i didn't know that that sucks you know then i'm sorry to hear that he just went straight to like that's baseball with like, like just no compassion at all. And I mean, these guys are not like going to be playing each other forever in the playoffs. Well, yeah, you, know, you know why Zavala said that though, right? Because it's the first time that anybody's heard his fucking name. No one knows who Zavala is, so he's like, <laughs> ah, I'm gonna play the villain. Let me let me do it. Let me put my headline, put my name up there. That's what happens. Man. You gotta sell the papers. You gotta sell your name. But the White Sox, the White Sox and the Pirates are not rivals at all. I know, it's interleague, I get it. So get it's it. like, you know, if 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 a pod, if somebody from the Giants or the Padres got hurt, I wouldn't expect too much compassion coming out of the Dodgers because they're rivals, but like the Pirates and the White Sox, they don't care about each other. I I just think he should have been a little more sympathetic to to this young star, but look Let's send them to a, send them to a sympathy class, right? <laughs> so those are the scumbags of the night. Um, we have Chris the Mad Dog Russo. Adesanya is actually a hero. So the two of us voted that what he did was perfectly okay. Pittsburgh Penguins. And uh, we have one more segment coming up. It is our action. The weekend starts on Wednesday. So we're going to be talking about the best sporting events taking place from Thursday to Sunday. If you enjoy listening to the show, please subscribe to us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search Weekend Starts on Wednesday. You can keep up with all of our stories, all of our posts, and all of our predictions. Again, to keep up with all of our action and entertainment, Weekend Starts on Wednesday. 
As promised, we are dedicated to covering all the best sporting events taking place from Wednesday to Sunday. Obviously, today's Wednesday, so Andres, let's jump right into Thursday. I'm going to ask you, what is your game of the day for Thursday? And I think I might have the same one. Let's hear it. What do you think it is? Don't ask me. I want to hear what you think it is. The LA Kings closing out their season in Anaheim against Crosstown rival Ducks. That'd be the game. I'm a big Kings fan. Let's keep it local. It is the last game of the hockey regular season. The Kings are moving on to the to the playoffs. The question is, I don't know if it matters now. Let's take a look. Does it even matter about tomorrow's game? If they win like oh, six to nothing, God, no, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. They they choked on the stretch. Unfortunately, it won't matter. So, um, oh, actually, it does matter. They do need to win tomorrow because it does. It does affect the rankings. They cannot afford to. They had the tiebreaker over the Minnesota Wild, so they do have to win tomorrow to keep that. Uh, position in the one, two, three, four, fifth position. So they do need a win tomorrow. They cannot afford a loss and then drops to the, to the sixth or possibly seventh position. What if the Kings beat the Ducks six nothing? Uh, it won't matter. It won't matter because the Avalanche have 105 points. You get only two two points for a win. And they have 102, so either way, it won't matter. And what and now? What I'm hearing about the Kings is that they've struggled down the stretch. Um, is that is that going to worry the Kings fans and the Kings going into the playoffs, or is that more? I mean, it's not. It's not something to be proud of. I'll tell you that much. Um, but if they they won, they're on a one game winning streak. They get a, if they get that ball rolling and, and that momentum flowing. Uh, you got a two-game winning streak, and then you face the Colorado Avalanche uh, with with that momentum. I think it's better. So it's not about how you start; it's about how you finish, right, Pat? So at the end of the day, you want to at least have a winning momentum going into the playoffs. So you mean to tell me that we're most likely going to face the defending champions, Colorado yes. Avalanche? Yeah. Yeah. Where, as a defending champion, very rarely in any sport do those teams make a deep playoff run the next season, right? Yeah, for the most part. So optimistic the Ava, thinking. The Ava, the Ava, yeah, the Avalanche have not had a good season either considering the defending champs. So. Uh, it does play a, bit, a benefit in our favor to know that the Avalanche aren't as hot as they were last year. So uh, I would I would still take that, but I would want another victory under their belts before the playoffs starts. Yeah, so first things first, tomorrow, 7 p.m. in Anaheim, taking on the Ducks, and then we'll see how the playoffs shake out. We'll probably cover that next week. Um, moving along to Friday, let's let's hear your uh, your game of the day for Friday. Uh, you have to come back to me on that because I, I haven't picked which one yet. I have, I'm stuck on two, so let's let's jump to yours first. I'm doing the the Chicago Cubs and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, okay. I believe they open up a series against the Cubs on Friday. Um, I don't know if the Dodgers are playing at all on Thursday, and it looks like they have the day off. So Friday is the series opener against the Cubs. Um, homecoming. 
for Cody Bellinger. He will be coming back to Los Angeles. And more importantly, for the Dodgers, um, we want to see how Noah Syndergaard is going to shake out for us, right? Um, Noah Syndergaard used to be top of the cream of the crop for pitchers. Um, and he battled injury, and now he's not the old Thor that we all know him as. So as a Dodger fan, like what you said about using a lot of pitchers for the Rays and you know going in and getting three innings, four innings of work, I want to see how well Syndergaard does because the Chicago Cubs have a good lineup. They have a decent lineup. Um, they made a lot of acquisitions over the offseason, and I would think if Syndergaard can have a strong outing against the Cubs, it's going to give us a little bit of confidence in him. Do you agree? I do, I, and I, I think that is a good uh, thing to watch and keep an eye on, considering what, how did Syndergaard do the, the first game? I don't remember now. Just not good, to put it that way. Yeah, yeah I mean – I think he's still trying to find his footing with the with the organization, right? Uh, he he was with the Angels, so he's still still staying staying in the SoCal region. Uh, but now he goes back to the to the to the NL side, right? I mean, he mm-hmm. did that for many years with the Mets. Uh, maybe it's a little different, uh, but I think he'll be all right. I don't think he's going to crash and burn, and I think he'll look. It's it's only his second game pitching, right? Third, I think it's his third. Third, yeah. So uh, it's all right. Let's. I'm sure. I'm, I guarantee you. Come the All Star break, we'll be discussing how much of a benefactor he's been for us. Yeah, and then as we're talking baseball right now, um, this weekend is Jackie Robinson Day. So all you uh, baseball fans, make sure that you pay homage for, to Jackie Robinson on Jackie Robinson Day, which I think is um this year is this Saturday. So um, huge shout out to Jackie Robinson. What is your game on Friday, Andres? I'm going with uh, NBA playoffs. Well, NBA so-called playoffs. Uh, let's not call it a playoff yet. It's just the play-in game, right? So the Timberwolves uh, play – I forget how it goes. They play against who? The winner of tonight's game against the Pelicans and Thunder? Okay, so let's go to the East then because we don't know the, the, that fact yet. Uh, Miami Heat versus the – Chicago Bulls. We have to mention the Bulls. Sorry, I, had a, I, had a, I just sneezed. I didn't want that on the air, so I muted myself. But we do have to talk about the Bulls. Why? Because our one and only first prize for is, is a big Bulls fan. And they're playing against Miami. Who do you have in this matchup? Miami versus the Bulls? Yep. Um, let me see. So Miami is supposed to, in Miami's mind, they were, they were supposed to be in the playoffs, and now they have to fight for their life. Um, and then in the Bulls' mind, they turned their season around to even get this opportunity, right? So I'm going to go with Miami because they feel like they're better than this, you know, and that, that chip-on-your-shoulder factor is going to come into play. Although the Bulls have strong – Strong guard play from Caruso and Levine. Um, you know they they have a solid solid team, but I honestly think that uh, Michael Jordan's son uh, Jimmy Butler is going to send home the Chicago Bulls on Friday night. You know, not so fast, my son. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with 
the Chicago Bulls. They won. They earned the the right to play in Miami. They won on the road in Toronto, being six point dogs. Uh, I think they're playing with a bigger chip on their shoulder. Um, I think they're playing with Caruso, Levine, um, I, I, you know, and Lucevic. I think is huge too. So who's going to stop him in the middle? I don't think so. I don't think Miami has the the, the players to match up with them. Uh, and let's not talk about your boy Kobe White, huh? You little UNC with the Bulls. I'm going with my. I'm going with Chicago. Let's see what they can do. Sneak in uh, as a as a ten seed. Is that right? No, I'm saying ten dollars. Ten dollar bet. No, you're no, absolutely not. Now the way that I've been losing to you this week, not gonna do it. No thank. But I'm gonna do. That's gonna be my bold prediction for the week. I think the Chicago Bulls go into Miami and win and get that final eight seed. Do you accept that bold prediction? By how much? Because it's gonna be a spread of like. Three. If the Bulls win by three or more, I'll accept that bull prediction. All right, sure. Let's go that. All right, Bulls win three plus. So with the first mention of bull predictions, each bull prediction is worth seven points. The first to 21 collects beer from the loser. And right now the score is set at zero because Andres cleaned house two weeks ago he hit his last leg of his bowl prediction so that resets the score so good luck to you andres and um moving along to saturday what is your game of the night because i'm pretty sure mine is going to be completely different than yours well let's go with yours first because i want to hear i want to split the tables because i want to see what's so completely different from mine and yours at 5 30 p.m saturday night game one of the Golden State Warriors, defending champions, going into Belltown, going into Sacktown, taking on the Sacramento Kings. And the Sacramento Kings are stacked. They're stacked with the lineup. They have so much talent, and it's such a shame that their coach is Mike Brown. Because Mike Brown is why is, nothing, that, why is why is that a shame? Because he's nothing but a loser. He's always been a loser. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Does he not have a championship ring? Mike Brown? Yeah. Coaching who? As an assistant for the Warriors? Yeah. Don't you don't you, don't you think that plays a, a big factor for him to know uh, the the Golden State Warriors organization, the fact that he he was part of that coaching, uh, you know, branch. And knowing the players, I'm just saying, Pat, I think people are writing off the Sacramento Kings a little too much. I think they may not win the series, but I think this series will go to seven. Um, I think the Kings could win the series. Okay, well then, if you truly believe in that, you should sprinkle a little money on them winning the series. Because right now, as the number one seed, they're getting plus 240 to win the series against them. The Warriors. I mean, okay, so the Mike Brown, to me, I just, I just never been a fan of him, and maybe I have something personal against him for the way he choked when he came over here to coach the Lakers, right? But when it comes down to it, I think the Kings have what it takes to win the series. I, I don't think they can, you know, make it out of the West. Uh, But I would love to see a Kings Lakers. Western Conference Finals to take it back to the early 2000s, but that's weeks down the road. Saturday night, 
my entertainment is the Warriors versus the Kings because the Kings arena is going to be crazy. And yeah. it's, it's going to be nostalgic watching the playoff game in Sacramento. So, Pat, what I'm going to watch on Saturday is before your game, 3 o'clock ESPN, the New York Knicks versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. Why? Because I have a futures bet on the Knicks to win the East, but more importantly, to win it all. So I will be watching every game the Knicks play in the playoffs because I've got money invested in them. So that's my game. Uh, they are five-and-a-half-point dogs against Cleveland in Cleveland. You know, people are – look, yes, Cleveland have had a phenomenal year, especially with having Donovan Spider-Mitchell on that team to turn the whole program around. Um, but you know what? I think the Knicks are going to be just fine, and they're going to do just well. Um, I don't even care about the Mo- the Mobley, twin- Mobley brothers on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, I care about the Knicks and, and Julius Randle. Um, they have had a great year. Uh, they're 44, 34, and 4 against the spread. So they're a good team to cover. Give me the Knicks plus the 5 on the road. I think they win outright. But this is the game that I'm watching. So, Pat, what, who do you see taking game one between the Knicks and the Cavaliers? Um, I think the Cavs have, the Cavs have a lot of height on their team they they're big they're they're big they got some guards that can play they're going to be hard they're going to be hard to control um of course of course i would love to see your bet hit i have no dog in the fight between the cleveland cavaliers and the new york knicks but i think that the cavaliers come out strong and take the game one and ultimately the series um but i don't want to rain on your parade I don't want to rain on your parade at all, so don't listen to me. Are you still there, or did you? Do we lose you again? I'm still here, Pat. I uh, <laughs> had to take a quick bathroom break, so I didn't want anybody to know that I was doing this. So I'm still here. Uh, I definitely didn't want you to watch me do that, so I'm still here. But I hear you, Pat, and I appreciate for once that you're going to be somewhat rooting for my my bet. Um, no, no, no! Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. You don't. You're getting it all wrong. I am rooting for your bet. Oh, okay. But well, I'm, I'm what I think, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers are a little too deep for the Knicks. That's it. That's we'll a, that's happens. all I'm saying. Again, look, you got Julius, you got Julius Randle, you got Obi Toppin, you've got some players, Pat. You've got some players on the Knicks side. You've got. Uh, first prize Flores' favorite boy of all time, D Rose, with his main coach in Thibodeau. Uh, I don't know who's the coach for the Cavaliers. I don't even know. I forget. I don't know either. But either, either way, I think coaching <laughs> is going to come down to coaching, and I think Thibodeau is going to want and, and strike. You know how the fans are in New York are. Uh, he's going to have to provide and show his true colors because I don't think if he doesn't win the series uh, or move on to the next round, he may not have a job in New York. No, because this is a very talented New York Knicks roster. Yep. So moving along to Sunday, 12.30 p.m., my Lakers taking on the Memphis Grizzlies on ABC. Um, obviously, this is my game. Um, this is my my selection. The uh, ESPN matchup predictor, as Chance likes to point out, has the Memphis Grizzlies at 61% winning the game. Vegas has Memphis 
three and a half point favorites. So my bold prediction is that the Lakers win by seven or more. All right, I'll let it slide. You have to. That's the rule. You double the yeah, spread. Yeah, yeah. Double the yeah, spread yeah. around here. Let's do it. I mean, it, the, the Lakers have been the best team since the All-Star break. And they look like shit last night. I'm going to be completely honest. They should – They that game last night was just sloppy, and it was one of the ugliest victories I've ever seen. Just mental mistakes, and um, they barely they barely won. So they should have won by like 10 last night because I was telling Diana. She's like, why are you so mad? Because they're, they're winning, and I was like, I don't fucking care. They're missing Rudy Gobert. They're missing J.D. McDaniels. They're missing um, their other Ford Need or whatever his name is. You know who I'm talking about. He, I forget his name, but they were missing three big guys. They should have dominated that game. They should have won by 10 points. They barely won, so I'm mad right now. But the Lakers, Sunday afternoon, it's a whole new season, a whole new reset. Let's see what LeBron James is made of. Let's see what Anthony Davis is made of. Let's see if Austin Reeves can play for that contract that everyone keeps talking about. Everyone says that AR-15, Hillbilly Kobe, everybody says that he deserves to be the third man on the Lakers. So this is his time to shine. D'Angelo Russell, Dennis Schroeder. I know you like him. I know you're not a Lakers fan. I know you're not a Lakers fan, but I know who you like, and he's a fucking dog. He is a dog. I do like him. I do like him, and I like I like Reeves a lot too. Uh, gamers definitely want to not back down. So yeah, I mean, look, I think it's a lot of points. I hope you don't get your points. I do. I think the fact that they play sloppy against a team that was riddled and didn't have their, their players is not a good sign. For, for Sunday, I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. But before we get to watch that matchup, the game I'm watching on Sunday, Pat, is the classic El Tráfico, LAFC versus LA Galaxy uh, at Dignity Park or Dignity Health Park, whatever the hell it's called. Um, LAFC has won the last two matches against LA Galaxy. Uh, you know this is a, a tempered match, a, a cross-town rivalry. The last time they played, I believe, two or two matches ago, there was like eight yellow cards, like a, a <laughs> lot of car. It was just insane. Um, but I'm, I can't wait to watch this. Um, LAFC is just in prime position to win it all again this year, to repeat as champions. Uh, they had the leading scorer, I think, in the league in Dennis Buwanga. That guy's phenomenal as a player. He is in six matches, he scored in every single one. He's got six goals. Um, I expect him to do well and to blow this game out of the water. I'm predicting a 3-1 final. Um, everybody's clicking right now. Tillman is clicking. Carlos Vela is clicking. Uh, you, you know, it's just it's unbelievable. I'm going to go with them. Um, I'm just – you have to watch this match because you talk about the, the newest rivalry in sports. This is it. Mm-hmm. So – I'm going with this matchup at 1 o'clock, 1.30. Uh, I'm sure it'll be televised somewhere. Go to your local bar or just stream it. That's going to be a fun, fun-filled fun match to watch. That's what I was trying to figure out. I was like, what channel is it going to be on? Is it going to be on Fox? I, I don't know. It might be Fox. It might be a local broadcast. I, I don't know yet. 
It has to be. Okay. So for, for those that, that don't know, um, the LAFC have won the last two matchups, but the LA Galaxy have won the previous three matchups. Yep. So yep. if the LAFC can win this one, they even out the last six matches at three and three. And I mean, Andres, you said it best. I mean, sports newest rivalry has commenced, you know, with, with this because it's it's just been great to have these two teams battle it out. And um, especially with the LA Galaxy, I think it's, was it the coach that said if they don't make the playoffs this year, he's gonna step down? Or was it the was it the president? I think it might have been the coach. I saw a headline. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think I don't think the president's just so let's not kill No, it's the something coach. the coach would say. So um, you know, maybe a little bit of a desperation motivation before the upcoming game, you know. So we'll we'll see what yeah. happens. I mean, look, the, the Galaxy is not having the year that they want to have. That's for sure. They're, oh, yeah, they're terrible. They're sitting 13th place out of 14 in the West. LAFC is sitting third. So, uh, big difference. There's only been six games played, nonetheless. But the Galaxy are winless. Maybe that is a desperation <laughs> from the coach to say that. That's why. They're winless. Pat, three draws, three losses, and they're minus six on the goal differentials. Yeah, not a good sign. LFC again wins 3-1. Maybe a shutout. Maybe a shutout. And the fact that these guys are, are rolling uh, to the quarterfinals, they had a lot of things uh, in their favor. They didn't even play half of their stars last night in last night's game. So I think they're saving them for Sunday because they know that it's a rivalry matchup. And this is what a true rivalry looks like, right? Uh, back and forth, you know, the fact that they can tie it up in the last six matches – that's a true rivalry when you go back and forth with who wins and who's dominant. So let's keep it. Go LAFC. Sha la la la. <laughs> Is that going to be your closing statement for the night? That's, that's it. it. That's it, baby. That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, that was episode number 178. So we want to thank you, our faithful, loyal listeners, for tuning in every week. Um, shout out to everybody that has been telling people to tune into us. Um, we do cover a lot of local sports. Um, obviously, we're big on our local boxers, Grant and Manny Flores. Uh, my cousin Carlos got a lot of great feedback from his first time listener um, friends, you know, Andres. So just want to congratulate you. Let's keep up doing a good job. And uh, to all of our listeners, you will never be our scumbags. You will always be our heroes. If you guys are going to place any bets this weekend, good luck, and we will see you next week.